Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The murder of Shanann Watts and her daughters has intrigued us since their deaths in 2018. Movies and a Netflix documentary, many a podcast episode. Shanann was also almost four months pregnant when the family vanished on October 13, 2018. And it was almost immediately that everyone suspected that her husband, Chris Watts, had something to do with their disappearances. It was later revealed that Chris was having an affair with another woman. Pregnant Shanann's body would later be found buried in a shallow grave, whilst the remains of their daughters, Bella and Celeste, were found in crude oil storage tanks. Chris would be found guilty on four counts of first-degree murder. He's currently serving five life sentences without the possibility of parole, plus 48 years. He will spend the rest of his life in prison. It is believed that Chris Watts' crimes were motivated not only by the fact he was having an affair, but also due to the fact he didn't want another baby. Unfortunately, there are a number of similar cases in which a woman is murdered by a partner while pregnant with their child. Many of these murders are believed to be motivated by the man's lack of desire to be a father. Murdered while pregnant, this week, on Mysteriously Listed. Number 5. Alexandra Costell To say that 21-year-old Alexandra Costell's relationship was unstable, it would be an understatement. Friends would state her on-again, off-again boyfriend. 22-year-old Brendan Thesold was controlling and manipulative. Friends of the pair would allege Brendan would profess his love to the pretty University of Mississippi student and then the next day degrade her, telling her he only said he loved her because he was drunk. But Alexandra being an internal optimist, she always saw the best in everyone and she would always forgive him. In the weeks prior to her disappearance in July 2019, Alexandra, or Ali as her friends called her, Ali found out she was pregnant. She told her sorority sisters and was allegedly distraught. She was no longer seeing Brendan at this point and he was in another relationship. She tried self-aborting the baby by drinking a lot of alcohol and doing drugs. On July 19, 2019, Ali would tell Brendan about the baby and it resulted in an argument. He wanted her to have an abortion, but as she was now 17 weeks pregnant, it was too late for that. The same day, July 19, 2019, just before midnight, Ali was caught on CCTV footage outside a bar, Funkies. She was never seen going inside the bar. She would then go home with a roommate in a group share taxi. Her roommate would later tell police they arrived home around midnight, July 20th, 2019, but they didn't hear her leave again. 
Ali's body would be found only hours later. At 10.30am, a police officer discovered her remains near Sardis Lake in Harmontown, Mississippi, around 30 miles from where she was last seen in downtown Oxford. She had been shot eight times in the torso and stomach. It did not take investigators long to identify Brandon as their one and only suspect. Police would locate Brandon two days later. CCTV footage would capture him entering a gas station in South Memphis, Tennessee, wearing a blood-stained Ole Miss t-shirt. Police would swarm his truck and arrest him. The murder weapon was found in his possession. Brendan remains behind bars awaiting his trial. His defence attorneys have stated that he plans to enter a not guilty plea. Number four, Cassandra Cantrell. 33-year-old Cassandra Cantrell was excited about becoming a mother. Even though she hadn't had her first sonogram yet, she'd picked out names, bought baby clothes and toys. Her best friend had started planning a baby shower. But then she'd never showed for her appointment and wasn't answering her calls from worried family members. Suspicion fell on ex-boyfriend, 37-year-old Colin Dudley, early on in the investigation. Even though they had broken up 14 years ago, in 2006, and he had been in another long-term relationship since then, Cassandra had been telling friends he was the father of her unborn baby. Cassandra initially did not want to tell Dudley about the child. He didn't want children. When they were dating, he told her if any girlfriend of his got pregnant and wouldn't get an abortion, he would sue her for custody, just to spite the mother for having the child. This information was of great interest for the investigators, enough to suspect his involvement in Cassandra's disappearance. The first break came in the case five days later, after Cassandra was last seen. Tacoma police discovered her white Mazda, parked near the Tacoma Dome train station, with the keys still inside. Surveillance footage from August 25, 2020, captured Dudley's truck pulling into the parking garage just after 8pm. He parked, removed his bike from the truck and rode off. Four hours later, the same CCTV footage at the Tacoma Dome train station captured Cassandra's white Mazda parked near the train station. Except it wasn't Cassandra driving. It was a man wearing latex gloves that looked similar in description to Dudley. The man in the video is then seen walking towards the parking garage and leaving with Dudley's truck. When questioned by the police, however, Dudley alleged he spent the morning at Costco before returning home to do some spring cleaning and working in the basement of his home. One week later... FBI forensic technicians would search his home and detected blood in various areas of the basement and also in his truck. In September 2020, Cassandra's remains would be found, found by using GPS data obtained by Dudley's truck. A detailed ground search followed along Chambers Creek with search and rescue team members performing a high-angle ropes operation to recover her body which had been wrapped and tossed off a wooded cliff, only nine miles from Dudley's home. 
Colin Dudley was charged with first-degree murder and placed on a $2 million bond. He has pleaded not guilty and is currently awaiting his trial. Number 3. Aaron Corwin 19-year-old Erin Corwin was married to her high school sweetheart, US Marine Corporal Jonathan Corwin. The couple lived together on a military base in 29 Palms, 130 miles east of Los Angeles, California. The couple had been married a year and a half, but had been living long distance. He was on deployment in Japan, and she was living in Tennessee with her parents, but they were looking forward to finally beginning their married life together. The couple immediately became friendly with another couple, Christopher and Nicole Lee. Erin was excited to have a family of her own, and she would babysit the Lees' daughter as practice. But over time, Erin and Christopher would begin a romantic relationship. June 2014, Erin discovered she was pregnant. Believing Christopher was the father and not her husband, she excitedly told him her plans of them leaving their current partners and becoming a family themselves. However, Christopher had other plans. On June 28, 2014, Erin told her husband Jonathan she was heading to the Joshua Tree National Park to scope out hiking trails for an upcoming visit by her mother. This was only a half-truth, though. She was really going to meet with her lover, Christopher, as he promised her a surprise was waiting for her when she got there. Erin telling a friend she was positive that Christopher was going to propose. At some point during this trip, Christopher strangled Erin to death with a garrote before throwing her body down a nearby mine shaft. When she didn't return home that evening, her husband Jonathan reported her missing. When questioned by police, Christopher claimed he went hunting on the day in question, but Aaron was not with him, and he was definitely not the father of her unborn child, as they had never had sex before, and claimed he had just kissed her once in a moment of weakness. Police would search the Lee family home more than once, as well as Christopher's Jeep and the White Rock Horse Rescue Ranch, where the Lees were volunteering at the time of Aaron's disappearance. Christopher would allegedly tell the horse ranch owner that he had murdered Aaron because he was afraid Nicole would find out about the pregnancy, but he would get away with it because they would never find her body. Nicole would also allegedly tell friends that the police had missed something when they searched her home, that she was worried because her husband didn't have a solid alibi that day and he could not keep his story straight. Two days after Erin was reported missing, her 2014 blue Toyota Corolla was found abandoned on a street in 29 Palms. Footprints showed she had got into another vehicle, the tyre tracks matched the tyres on Christopher's Jeep. Because of this, police did not believe his story. Their suspicion grew when Christopher and Nicole Lee would move to Anchorage, Alaska, not long after Aaron went missing. During the almost year-long search for Aaron's remains, specialised mine search teams used cameras to explore more than 100 mine shafts and bodies of water in the remote high desert 
in the Joshua Tree National Park. On August 16, 2014, Aaron's remains would be discovered at the bottom of a 140-foot-deep mine, only two miles from her home. She would ultimately be identified by her dental records. Only hours later, Christopher Lee would be taken into custody and charged with the first-degree murder of Aaron Corbin. Christopher would plead not guilty to the charges, and he went to trial in November 2016. He testified on his own behalf and admitted to strangling Aaron to death, but he claimed the murder was not premeditated. Number 2. Jennifer Rothwell From the outside, 28-year-old Jennifer Rothwell and her husband, Beau, had the perfect life. The couple had met while studying chemical engineering at the University of Missouri, Columbia, in 2010. They would marry in 2015 in St. Louis County. The newlyweds would settle into their home in the 12600 block in North Winds Drive. Jennifer was eager to start a family, so when in November 2019, when she found out she was pregnant with their first child, the couple were apparently excited. November 12, 2019, Jennifer was last seen leaving her home at 6.30am in her Hyundai Sonata to head to her job as a chemical engineer in the nearby suburb of DuPont. She never showed to work that day, so co-workers called Beau worried about the young mother-to-be. Beau would report his wife missing at 9.45 that evening after his wife had not returned home. Police would later find Jennifer's car near Olive and Fifi, abandoned with her cell phone still inside. Jennifer and her purse were nowhere to be seen. When interviewing Beau, they would report the house and the bed of Beau's truck smelled of a strong bleach odour. When questioned further, Beau refused to allow the police to search his home, car, cell phone, and he would not give a DNA sample. Two days later, police got a search warrant for the Rothwell home. Here they found a wet carpet soaked with bleach and large areas of blood and hair in the drywall of the basement. DNA matched the blood and hair to Jennifer. In the trash can placed at the curb of the home, police found a receipt dated November 11, 2019, the day before Jennifer was reported missing. The receipt was for purchases of cleaning products, bleach, carpet cleaner and gloves. Based on the mounting evidence, police would arrest Beau on tampering with physical evidence, which would be later upgraded with the additional charge of second-degree murder. This would be when a few days later, Beau would lead officers to Jennifer's remains. Investigators would search a four-mile stretch of Highway 61 in Troy, Missouri, for about six hours before finding Jennifer. Her body was found 20 yards off the shoulder in a wooded area. Her naked body was partially covered with branches and brush. An autopsy would determine Jennifer was six weeks pregnant and she had died from blunt force trauma to the head. 
News about the case went quiet after this, until the case warrants were unsealed in December 2019. These warrants would reveal Bo was having an affair and was not happy about the pregnancy. Jennifer's cell phone showed the young woman was worried, searching what to do if your husband is upset you are pregnant in the month before she went missing. Bo Rothwell remains behind bars awaiting trial. Number 1. Brianna Rusling High school junior, 17-year-old Brianna Rusling, had the world at her feet. She was an honour student, softball coach, cheerleader and the manager of the school football team. She was also pregnant to her high school sweetheart, 16-year-old Aaron Trejo. Brianna would wait until she was six months pregnant to tell Aaron about the pregnancy, and he did not take it well. He was mad because she waited past the time she could have an abortion. He told her he did not want to be a father. He would then spend the next week formulating a plan to get rid of his problem. On the evening of December 9th, 2018, Aaron would ask Brianna to meet up to discuss the pregnancy some more. Brianna would last be seen alive by her family around midnight when she left home to meet Aaron in an alleyway behind the Ruleys restaurant near the intersection of Battle and Division Streets. What Brianna didn't know was that Aaron had a plastic garbage bag and a knife with him, a knife that he had chosen because he thought it would kill his girlfriend quickly. It would be here that another argument broke out about the pregnancy. Aaron would first attempt to strangle Brianna with her scarf before stabbing her multiple times in the chest. He then placed the garbage bag over her head before placing her in the dumpster behind the restaurant. He would then walk to a nearby river to dispose of her phone and the knife, throwing them out as far as he could. Brianna's family would contact the police around 4.30am after they, quote, got the feeling something wasn't right, unquote. Police would find Brianna's body only a few hours later. Aaron Trejo would be arrested before the end of the day at his home, which was only a few blocks away from the dumpster where Brianna was found. He would be charged as an adult for the murder and the filicide in connection to the deaths of Brianna and her unborn baby. Aaron would initially plead not guilty, before changing his plea to guilty to both the murder and filicide charges at trial in October 2019. In exchange for this guilty plea, the state had agreed to not file any additional charges against him. In January 2020, Aaron was sentenced to 55 years for the murder of Brianna and 10 years for filicide for their unborn baby, with both terms to run consecutively. Do you have something you would like to see mysteriously listed? Do you have a particular theme that interests you? Message us on Facebook at Mysteriously Listed and on Twitter at Mysterious List. If you like what you've heard today, we would love for you to share this episode on your social media of choice. And if you are listening on Apple Podcasts, we would appreciate it 
if you could leave a positive review and subscribe so you don't miss an episode. Research, additional writing and hosting is by me, Ali. Music is by Mayu. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns.